This is a Thunder Dog podcast. Hello, and welcome to Midnight Musing, the podcast where I talk to my friends about the things that keep them up at night. I'm Evan, your host, and this is episode 9, the penultimate episode of season 1. On this episode, I talk to another one of my college friends, Warren. This one was a bit harder to schedule because unlike everyone else that I've talked to on this podcast, he uh, moved really far away. As we'll talk about in the episode, he moved about a six-hour drive north of where he went to school and his hometown. It was a big move. It was a bold move. And no spoilers, but I think he's really benefiting from it. So we talk a bit about the circumstances that led up to the move, why he chose to do it, and the impact that it had on various aspects of his life, as well as a look forward towards our careers. So let's jump right into episode 9 of Midnight Musing with Warren. a very big move after grad no kidding yeah yeah so when i was i was getting close to the end of my semester and i started applying to places all all over Mm -hmm. canada really i applied to uh, nunavut i applied to the northwest territories to yukon to prince edward island uh there was probably some in british columbia alberta i was all was that through the the school portal no it was all things that i found through uh there's a i am in i'm in journalism so there's a there's a gentleman by the name of jeff golan and this is a a shameless plug for him (laughs) but he posts all sorts of journalism jobs okay and media jobs and so uh that was a big help for searches and then also through some of the big companies you can mm-hmm. upload your profile to cbc bell uh, right and rogers and then they will notify you of interesting jobs that they have available right uh so yeah i applied to a copy editing job in in charlottetown pei with cbc oh that would um, been interesting yeah i feel like I, I mean i'm a real stickler for grammar so mm-hmm. i think i would have done well at it i just feel like it might have been mind-numbing Yes, I, I imagine it would be. Because, I mean, as a journalist, you're copy editing all the time anyways. Mm-hmm. So, I just But you're also writing. Exactly. A steady diet of just the editing might have been a little... I, I don't know. You never yeah. know until you try it, though, right? Of so, course, yeah. Um, and then, so... I know we're kind of, I'm, I'm kind of taking my, my long, my sweet time getting to where I am now, it's but okay. I'll tell That's you one. Podcast is exactly. We just go on rambles. Yeah. Um, I had an interview with the Yukon News... Which would have been up in Whitehorse, and that was for a city hall reporting job. I okay. heard about it through Twitter, and mm-hmm. I reached out to one of the reporters who works there, and I just said, you know, hey, I'm interested in moving to the far north, and mm-hmm. can you just tell me a little bit about like what it's like up there, and just so that I would show that I'm like, I'm like, I'm a real person. I'm not yeah. just like a resume on a screen. Because I right. figured, I don't know if I don't think she makes any hiring decisions, but at least she could be like. If her boss is casually mentioning, oh, there was this kid from Mississauga, she'd be like, oh, I talked to that guy. He seems nice. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I digress. I had an interview with them. Mm-hmm. and I assume over the phone. It, it was a phone interview, yeah. <laughs> and we had to make sure that we understood which time zone the, the time yeah. point of time was in. <laughs> uh, but as it turns out, the day before that interview, I had just driven back from Northern Ontario Mm -hmm. where I had been invited to come up and check out a small newspaper up there. Right. And I had previously done a phone interview with them and I hadn't heard back from quite a while. So I sent them an email and the editor who is now my boss Mm -hmm. was like, Hey, yeah, (laughs) was like, Hey, uh, if we flip you a little bit of cash to cover your travel expenses, do you want to come up and check out the operation? And I was like, well, if they're willing to give me money to travel just to meet them, they're yeah. probably interested. Yeah, I'd so, say so I drove up to this little town in northern Ontario, and I found myself uh, just driving along, and I ended up on an island. Mm-hmm. And there's this little town on an island, and I, I popped in, and I, I met 
the editor and her dad because it's a big family operation oh, up there. Oh, that's nice. It's really cool. Yeah. And uh, they basically showed me around the office and we chatted for about 10 minutes and she mm-hmm. was like, so we're prepared to offer you the position. And I was like, okay, I have an interview with the Yukon News tomorrow and I want to mm-hmm. see how that goes, but yeah. I also don't want to keep you waiting because it had been quite, a, quite some time in the process. Right. So that's how I ended up moving and I'm now living on a, an island up in northern Ontario, about six hours away from home. Yeah, geez. Yeah. Quite the, quite the tale. <laughs> a couple of twists, some turns. Oh yeah, always a few twists. So, I'm not a journalist, I don't know how to interview people. That's quite all right. <laughs> but... So how did moving so far away impact social life, I guess? The social life has been really interesting, mm-hmm. and I have actually found it quite difficult to make friends oh, I'm sure. up on Mantoon Island, because part of it's the small-town mentality, mm-hmm. where everybody has been friends with all of their friends since they were born, basically, because yeah. it's a small set of people. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like if you had your core group of friends, and all of a sudden somebody just showed up and was like, hey, can hey. I join you? Yeah, <laughs> You know nothing about me, and I know nothing about you. But like, it's basically like every friend you make is like an awkward first date, because mm. it's not like you have one friend that can introduce you to all the other people. It's right. like, yeah, it's... It, it was challenging and yeah even though i've been there for about six months now i'm still kind of lacking in the friend department yeah i've gone on a couple of play dates uh-huh. that my editor helped to set up oh that's <laughs> which nice. is kind of <laughs> sad and kind of hilarious um but those like one of the guys is in school so he's mm-hmm. not there most of the year right and the other guy i ran into on the street he's he works for the township and so he's mm-hmm. always like we're all we're all working we're all busy so of course it kind of leaves us limited options mm-hmm. especially when you went from living with six friends yeah to now being on an entire island where you don't know anybody, exactly right? yeah. and, like, and the median age in my township is 53.9 no kidding so everybody's pretty old yeah so it's a, it's a limited market to choose from i'm sure do do a lot of the like early 20s people leave yeah everybody's or a lot of the people are off in school or Mm -hmm. going and moving away for work and whatnot right i decided when i it had been about five months in and i was not having much luck with the friend thing so i decided to try out bumble bff because they've got a mode on the app where you can like just find friends right and then i loaded it up and it was like hi there's no one here (laughs) and i was like okay that's that's fine So that's when I knew I was in deep. It was a good attempt. Yeah. Now, that must be different for you because you're mm. still close where a lot of people were from the area because mm-hmm. we went to school together and a lot yeah. of people commuted to school, so they're from the area. So how, yeah. how have you found, like, obviously it's not your home, like where you grew up, but mm. how have you found those relationships of being outside of the school setting? Um, Like you said, everyone's working. Yeah. So it can be really hard to, like, schedule things, especially between more than two people. But I, after graduation, I spent four months back in my hometown, um, just, you know, making money and saving and stuff, which worked out great. I have so much money. He is, he is furiously shaking his head and he has a look of like, it's a single tear rolling down his cheek at the moment. Um, but yeah, so I moved back home and it was, it was a weird thing where like, I knew some people, but most people I hadn't talked to since high school, or at least it had been a year or two. So I felt isolated from my my school friends, because like you said, they're all relatively from this area, or at least a lot of them are. Um, and then when I moved back after those four months, uh, I don't think I've come out of that isolation mode, really. It's been a few months, and I still find myself thinking like oh it'd be so great to hang out with people but everyone's so far away even though they're like a 45 minute transit right away i'm basically a homebody i I stay home as much as i possibly can (laughs) um you know my couch is my best friend and stuff yeah i found myself doing that a bit too yeah so really pushing myself to get out and make sure making sure those connections aren't getting lost because like I had considered myself isolated for four months, mm-hmm. and now I don't have that same excuse. I'm, I'm still isolating myself. Yeah. yeah, I've just got to get back into it and also finding a schedule that works. Because at the same time, I did move in with my girlfriend when I moved back 
to the city and like I don't always ditch her. It's like a weird thing where like I try to schedule things when she's at work because I don't want to be like, hey, we have a limited amount of time because we both have jobs and our shifts don't match up a lot. I'm going to leave <laughs> during that time that <laughs> we have you, together. See you never. But yeah, so it's like balancing the new job that I have, my relationship with my girlfriend, and then also like maintaining friendships yeah. after being isolated for so long. And I de- I, I'm definitely leaning towards the, the girlfriend and job thing. Sure. Just because job is how you make money. Girlfriend is who you live with. So if she's happy, I'm happy. Yeah. But I do really need to kind of get my ass in gear when it comes yeah. to friend stuff because like i do feel lonely sometimes sure even though i'm like i said like i can get to people with relative ease especially compared to you where it's like oh six hours in a car yeah uh to like see my my college friends my old roommates and stuff yeah yeah i just i need to i just haven't found that balance quite yet yeah and i think that this is arguably the most important time to do that Mm -hmm. because right now there's a lot of people in your situation where you're just kind of getting settled still and you're still in the toronto area yeah so sooner than later a lot of people are going to be like me they're going to be leaving the nest and Mm -hmm. they're going to be going off to find their own adventures so they're not going to be around forever yeah definitely i think that might be kind of help like help push you into gear just knowing that you're not gonna have it forever so you might as well milk it while you can especially this city where trying to start out here oh gosh is is nearly impossible not in our field yeah yeah between trying to find a position that will take you at entry level just after grad and then also trying to find a place to live while you're looking for a job i went through that before i moved back to london yeah looking for a job and an apartment is impossible Mm -hmm. if you don't have income no landlord is going to sign you a lease yeah and you don't want to commit to something because then who knows you could get a job in whitehorse yeah exactly (laughs) right like so people i think will eventually start leaving the gta just because of how pricey it is and like opportunities are popping up elsewhere right like for a long time toronto was seen as this like media hub but now that it's so kind of easy to get into media smaller cities and towns have their own thriving media industry where you don't have to be in the big city and work for the biggest firm that has like Coca-Cola as a client. You can do local stuff. And I personally find local stuff way more rewarding anyway. Mm -hmm. So like people will definitely be leaving and I don't know exactly how long I'm staying here. Like this is kind of, you're committed for know. a year and yeah, I'm committed happens. for a year and maybe we'll we'll try again in a new place. Maybe we'll just move to somewhere else in the city. I don't know. We'll see. If you're all about the community stuff, you'd love my island because oh, yeah. we're all about community. Like we we barely have any chains mm-hmm. on the island. There's a there's a Rona and there's a Home Hardware and there's a few chain gas stations. But other than that, we don't have a single fast food restaurant. Really? On, on the island. no Tim's yeah. in there's Canada. No Tim Hortons on our island. Yeah. That's crazy yeah, no me. mcdonald's no wendy's like no but yeah no tim hortons is the big one yeah yeah that's crazy yeah we no have starbucks to, no we have to drive 45 half an hour 45 minutes to get to the closest tim's wow yeah but at the same time like tim's it ain't that great I controversial mean, opinion like i don't mind it because i'll like really get there are teas yeah and, the tea's fine like occasional like donuts mm-hmm. but like whatnot, but having experienced like a lot of the more local stuff in toronto yeah like that stuff's so much better you're also paying way more for it certainly yeah but yeah. like dang tim timmy's coffee is not great yeah i'm not a coffee drinker so i cannot comment on that mm-hmm. but uh, oh. We have our own little island chain, mm-hmm. and it's there's there's locations in several of the towns all across all oh, across yeah. the island, and that's nice. And so it's kind of like our version of the chain, but it's still family owned, right? So right. it's like people are okay with it. But that's cool. It's not that Tim Hortons or there's nobody interested in bringing Tim Hortons. There's been several proposals to bring a Tim Hortons to us right. before, and people go nuts against it. Yes. Like there's, there's obviously there's, there's two camps and people are hardcore for it or hardcore Uh against it. Of course. But a lot of the reason that people love our island is because it's that old timey, like small town feel without the big corporate encroachment. Right. And so that 
kind of pushes people to say it, it's kind of like a nostalgia mm-hmm. where they're it, it's like an older way of life and, and they're right. worried that bringing in chains because once you bring in one then you're kind of theoretically yeah. opening the floodgates we get Tim's then you get Burger King because yeah. Burger King owns Tim's yeah. and then like a Wendy's pops up and yeah. a McDonald's and like for context our island well it's it's like there's it's several thousand square kilometers in size mm-hmm. there's one traffic light on the island oh and it's just it's the intersection to get off the island. That's the only traffic light <laughs> that we have. So it's a very old timey place. Jeez. It kind of feels like a bit of a time capsule in a way. Mm-hmm. It feels like we're 10 to 20 years behind the rest of the province. Right. Which like, is kind of neat. Including like computers. We, and like we have like, and stuff? we have like modern technology right. and such, but high speed internet only in like a few of the bigger towns right. where I'm living. I'm out on the countryside on about a hundred acres of land. Mm-hmm. And I, we, we basically have DSL. We, we have, right. we have a phone line for our internet and I, I've tried to record a podcast uh-huh. and we had like a growing delay. It started off. It was like three seconds and then it was just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> and so that caused significant problems. I'm sure. So now I need to record all my podcasts in the office or something. So, mm-hmm. and our, and our high speed internet is probably pretty mediocre internet for a place like Toronto. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Do you, how many people live on the Island? Do you know? Off the top There's of about 12 to 13,000 permanent residents like year okay. round. And then, uh, in the summers, it's a very vacation-y touristy spot. So right. the numbers skyrocket, mm. but my town has about 1500 people in it. Jeez. And it's one of the bigger ones on the Island. Wow. And so I'm living just outside of town. I'm actually, the one cool thing about what I'm doing is I, I don't have a place of my own cause mm. well, extenuating circumstances, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of in a boarding situation. Uh-huh. So I found a couple who are in their seventies and uh-huh. they have this house out in the country and they just kind of rent out their rooms in their basement every like occasionally for like friends and family, uh, that are in need. So like right. I knew them and so they were like, yeah, you can stay with us. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I get to live out in the country in this like beautiful spot where you walk out your front door at night and you just see the most incredible stars. Oh yeah. I haven't seen a star in months. When you come and visit sometime, you will, you'll, you'll take it in. It's pretty Mm -hmm. wonderful. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And the house also came with three cats and a dog, which not crazy about cats and also kind of allergic to them. Yeah. But it's, it's all right. We get along fine. That's good. (laughs) So, like, you're interacting with your quote-unquote landlords? That's the best part, is that we're, we're, we're like a family. Mm-hmm. And there was also somebody renting a room next to mine briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's since moved out, but she's, like, a year older than us. And right. we, she's basically my friend. That's good. So I have her, which is wonderful. That's good. You still talk? We still chat, yeah. Like, That's we're very good. different people, so it's like right. if we weren't living together, we would probably not be friends. But yeah. I'm... Like I've, you know, really gotten to appreciate her and like having her in mm-hmm. my life and all that. So, yeah, I feel like after being in school where like 90% of the people I talked to were from our program, I know there were six other programs at our school and, you know, the whole Humber thing with its whole set, but like most of the people I talked to were media studies s- students. Certainly. So even though there were a bunch of different like personality types within media studies like it all had a same sort of mindset where, you like, had a common thread they were all more or less creative types some people more in the artistic side some more in like the written or logistical side but like it takes creativity to do anything media related absolutely so like everyone at the core had something in common so like everyone I talked to more or less was in some way similar to me um, even if it was just, we have the same class and God, the prof is awful. Um, just kidding. All of our profs were amazing at our school. I didn't mind too many of our professors. I, no. think, I think we had it pretty well. I think I hated the, some of the subjects more than I hated the profs. That's the thing is that if, if you're not into the subject matter, it can kind of cloud your judgment on mm-hmm. that. So moving from like Toronto, the GTA where like tech is kind of a big thing. Do you find that you're missing it in the smaller town? Or is the more rustic lifestyle a, a nice break, maybe? I find that I still am around technology a lot in my job. I'm sure. So yeah. we all have, like, we have modern Macs. that Basically, all our, our whole computer system runs on Macs. Mm-hmm. And so we have the full, like, Adobe suite and all that. So we're, we're working with industry standard equipment. Mm-hmm. 
so I wouldn't say that I necessarily miss that. Um, it's definitely nice to be away in such a quiet place. Like when I walk outside uh, the house that I'm staying in at night, it's just silence. You just hear the right. wind in the trees. You might hear some coyotes or wolves yelling in the distance. Mm. Uh, hopefully the distance. and yeah, preferably. Preferably. And it, that is one thing I really do like. We have a wood stove in our basement. Oh, yeah. And my grandmother used to have a camp up on Gooley Bay on Lake Superior. And mm-hmm. there was a wood stove in the kitchen that we cooked on and, like, also heated the place. Right. And so I get really nostalgic for wood stoves. Uh-huh. And so I I quite enjoy having that around. So that is definitely something that you wouldn't see in a place like this. Yeah, definitely not. But so, yeah, I wouldn't say technology is a huge loss mm-hmm. in where I am, but... It's definitely a different feeling, mm-hmm. for sure. One thing that was really strange was the abundance of country music, which you probably uh-huh. would have you you wouldn't have been as stupefied by it as where you were, because I imagine where you were growing up, there was probably more country fans. Um, there was some. Like the town I grew up in was about three hundred thousand when I was growing up. It's closer to half a million now. Oh wow! Um, but I was kind of. I'm kind of in the corner of the city. Yeah. So, like, the country is pretty close. That was kind of like where I grew up. I was right in the corner of the suburbs, mm-hmm. and then, like, two minutes away was farmland. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically where I was. But there was a school, a high school not too far from my high school, that is known as the, the country school. <laughs> and, like, they have a bring your tractor to work day. And nice. Like, stuff like that. So, in theory, I shouldn't have been too far from a whole lot of country music fans. But I never really ran into them. Even, like, on the radio stations that you had available? Um, was there a country station? There must have been a country station. There must station. have been at least a few. I there imagine. must have been one or two. Like, where I'm living, we have two stations. One of them is a country station, and the other one is, like, hot dance music. Uh-huh. And I don't particularly like either of them. Yeah. Which is a problem, because that would be, like, the easiest broadcasting job to get into, given where I'm at. Yeah. And I want to move into broadcasting. Mm-hmm. But, like... No. Yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah. It's hard to do something every day if you're not, like, actually into it. Absolutely. So, if you're like, all right, here's the new hit from Florida Georgia Line. Hell yeah. Country Body Like a Back Road. That's not Florida Georgia Line. That's a different bad country band. I heard a song what right before I, I came down for, for the Christmas break, and it was mm-hmm. just playing in a store. And it was... I, I ended up reading the full lyrics because I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Uh-huh. And it was supposed to be like in like a, a lighthearted context where it was kind of self-deprecating by the uh-huh. singer. But it sounded like the singer was just like really hardcore negging a girl that he was talking about. Because oh, the, the lyrics were, who's going to love you if I don't? Nobody. Ooh. <laughs> but it turns out that he was singing it as if like it was this girl saying that to him. But like... That's still problematic. Yeah, that's not great. No, it's not a very nourishing relationship. No. No, that's a little toxic. Yeah. Like Britney Spears levels of toxic. Mm. Yeah. So you've been back in your hometown and like seeing uh, people you went to school with for the last week or two? Yeah, about a week and a half now. So like coming back, is it like a triumphant reunion? Do you feel like you're different in any way? I feel like I'm kind of the same person I was, mm-hmm. but obviously the relationships will have changed because when you're around people, that's a certain kind of relationship. And then when you have to turn it into a long distance thing, it, it just changes things because yeah. you can't go and hang out and you can't just pick up the phone and say, Hey, I've got nothing going on for the next, next half hour. Do you want to go and get McDonald's? Yeah. You def- definitely can't do it on your I island. I definitely can't do it up on the island. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. So I found that I've really been appreciating seeing all of my old friends again. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to really pick it up pretty well, which is great because in the age that we're living in, I've been able to like, you know, have regular phone calls or yeah. even Skype chats with some old friends. And so we've been able to keep things going in that regard. But the one thing that has been a bit challenging is that I'm on a very limited time frame, Yeah. And I've got a lot of family commitments and I've got a lot of friends that I want to see. And there's going to be a lot of friends that I will not see before I leave. Yeah, for sure. And that has caused a lot of tension with some friends because mm-hmm. they're I, oftentimes I don't have set plans because it's like, I'm hanging out with somebody, but you know, you know what it's like yeah, when you're hanging with somebody and you, you're like, Oh, I'm planning on leaving at this time. And then all of a sudden you get into something and you can't leave very easily. Yeah. And then the person who you're supposed to be meeting up with afterwards, is like, you don't love me anymore. Yeah, what the, what the and hell? I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm really sorry. It's shitty that I'm, I'm doing that to you because I don't want to do that mm-hmm. to you. But at the same time, at a certain degree, my hands are kind of tied. Yeah, and you're, you're in the middle of something. Like, it's, it, that's, that's been trying. I think we'll, we'll be able to push through all that. Oh, course. I'm sure. But it, it's a risk, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a risk. But. And like, obviously, the holidays are an insane time for most people. Absolutely. Like Christmas and New Year's has its own weird like traditions. Like everybody has their own thing going on. And whether that's a big party with family or a big party with friends, like it can be hard to meet just like one on one. Yeah, because they're also trying to do the same thing. So because mm-hmm. a lot of us have moved away and they're coming back home and like you're yeah. only in the city for a bit of time. So they're trying to juggle their friend commitments. I'm trying to juggle my friend commitments. Yeah. It's a whole lot of juggling and I suck at juggling. Yeah, oh for sure. I'm I'm not great at I it. I tried a few times, but I, mm-hmm. I just really really dropped the ball on that. I have really appreciated being able to kind of keep in touch with people. Even through, even if I'm not reaching out to them directly, I can mm-hmm. still hear their thoughts on issues and just hear their voice again. Because I've really mm-hmm. been enjoying listening to some podcasts that my friends have been creating, such as uh, oh. Midnight Musing. Oh, I've heard of that one. Um, that's a little uh, self promo. <laughs> little self promo. Uh, you're listening to Midnight Musing on the Thunderdog Radio Network. I have really been enjoying. Like often when I'm when I'm driving mm-hmm. home, because I don't really set a lot of time aside during my regular life to like sit down and listen to things or right. watch things. So often when I'm driving home, I'll just load up Google Play Music on my phone and mm-hmm. I'll just put on like a playlist of podcasts, and then I have enough content to get me caught up on along the drive. Yeah. And then I get to kind of binge some friends, which is not what that phrase normally <laughs> means. No, the, Friends is the second most watched thing on Netflix. After the office? Oh. When you go back home, mm-hmm. what does that feel like to you? Does it feel like home still? Um, In a way, it does, because obviously my parents are there. Grew up with those guys for 17 years. There's something there. Yeah, there's something there. Um, they changed my diapers or something. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty chill. In a, So in a way, like the people do, even if the house doesn't feel like home, when I go home, I would be sleeping in a room that used to be my sister's room because I used to share a room with my brother. And after my sister moved out, like, man, we don't have to share anymore. Yeah, it's a bonus. So, like, I was sleeping in that room, which didn't really feel like my own room. It's really weird having meals cooked for you. Yeah. Isn't like, it great? It's, oh, it's wonderful. Can't wait till I can afford a butler someday. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, like having less responsibilities but then also more responsibilities um in different ways where like when i moved back home um if i wasn't hungry i wouldn't cook dinner because i'm not hungry and then my mom would like finish work and come home and be like so where's dinner i'm hungry and i'm like i wasn't hungry i didn't make anything (laughs) And then, like, either she or I has to then spend half an hour to 45 minutes making dinner when it could have just been ready. I I take way more than 30 to 45 minutes, and it kind of pains me. Mm. Anyways. But, like, so there's more responsibilities to other people, but then at the same time, sometimes there's less where it's like, oh, well, I don't have to do dishes. or You're all there to pick up the slack. Yeah. And then, like, in terms of, like, friends, I would say I have, like, three to four people that I would regularly talk to that I grew up with and like hanging out with them is like we're back in high school for the most part we're different to some extent we've grown up we've had a lot of different experiences we might not be as dumb and annoying as we used to be or maybe we're more I was dumb gonna and say annoying. might not what maybe we're more but the dynamic is still for the most part the same and like a lot of the times we do the same stuff like a friend and I whenever I'm back in London, like, we just go to a Tim's and sit there and talk. That's Even though I just ragged on Tim's for being bad. We, yeah, we, we would just go to Tim's, grab a drink. It would be, like, 8 to 9 at night. We'd stay there for two or three hours, just chat. And especially, like, there's more ketchup now as opposed to, like... Yeah, it's not as much relish. Yeah. <laughs> more ketchup. There's more catching up. Can't make a pun out of that. Cool. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sure I could, but I'm not going to bother. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, so tell me everything that's happened in the last three months that we didn't text about. Because sometimes, like, obviously the big things you'll text. Absolutely. Um, but, like, the day-to-day or, like, just a funny story, like, 
I might not text everyone that. Like, I, I would tell my girlfriend. Sure. Might text someone who would know about the place that this funny story happened at or knows the person. Um, and then, like, when I go home, it's like, all right, here's the dish on all the gossip I got. Because, <laughs> like, over text is just not the same. So you get, like, the substantive stuff over text. And yeah. then you fill in all the nuances when you're there in yeah, person. Yeah, all, the, all the fun stuff kind of waits until we're in person mm-hmm. but yeah it's for the most part it's the same interactions even if it's sort of a different context i guess and like did you feel the same way where it was like you came home and it's mostly the same like actions I guess. Yeah, it's it's been largely the same. Obviously, some things change because mm-hmm. you have more access to things now. Yeah. For example, I was eating dinner and we the doorbell rang and it was two of my friends from elementary school and one of the guys has a super sweet car so he's like, "Let's go for a ride. Oh, I'll yeah. let you drive my car," and I did okay. That's good. Because it was manual. And, oh. Um, but I have a manual car myself. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm getting better at it slowly. That's good. But um, it was just like, yeah, we could never have done that before. But at the same time, uh, the other friend, he lives down my street, and mm-hmm. so we're we've been friends for like a decade plus now. So it's right. it's great. And one of our favorite traditions is to go over and just just shred some Guitar Hero. Oh yeah. And he just got a second guitar controller for his Beauty. P- for his PS2. And nice. so uh, either we do it at my place with one guitar or like we go over to his place mm-hmm. and we just we can we can do partner jams and so that's one thing that we've we we like to keep up although we didn't get it in this trip unfortunately, but next time. Next time. I we know that even if we don't get to do something, we're still good for it for the yeah. next time. And that's the cool thing with those really long like really strong lifelong friendships mm-hmm. is that even if you're not talking or you're not doing the same things you just know like you have that mutual trust with each other that when you come back things will yeah. still be all right you'll everything still be able, will still gel you'll still be able to do the same things that used to mm-hmm. unless of course they go out and become a completely different person that you don't agree with but yeah i feel like that's kind of rare thankfully maybe yeah. i don't think people change too much i think their experiences might alter things but it's not ever a completely different person unless something really traumatic happens, I think. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, I haven't really experienced anything like that. Absolutely. Where, like, a trauma changes on someone. But there are some people you just kind of grow out of. Yeah. And, like, there, there are a bunch of people, like, I've, I've said this on previous episodes, where there are some people where, like, I tried to go back after a year or two of college and to hang out with them, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't my speed. Yeah. You were you were like a little funky in high school, and then a couple of years of living on your own, and you're full blown men's rights activist. Uh, cool, yeah, that's the kind of person I want in my peace life. Peace out, buddy. Like, okay. I also f- uh, discovered a lot of people uh, discovered weed. Oh, yes. Like people that I knew in high school that had never touched it. Yeah. Coming back, it's like, oh yeah, I smoke all the time now, and I'm like, cool. Me too. Sometimes. I think an interesting thing is that you always perceive how much other people have changed, mm-hmm. whereas they've probably only changed about half the, as much as you think that they have. Oh, probably. And you have changed a lot yourself because you always experience new things and you're always growing. And it's hard to notice the little ways that you change and subtle, subtle mm-hmm. details. You notice the big ones if you're looking at a long time period. Like I could look back at myself in beginning of high school and I can just say, yeah, I was a really socially awkward like ball mm-hmm. of anxiety that did not know what how to live. Yeah. And I guess not much as no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm the exact same person I am today. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, that's that's very different in certain ways. Not all the ways, but mm-hmm. like certain ways than from where I am today. And but over a shorter period of time, like you're still making those small incremental changes, but you'd never notice them. Yeah, and so sure. you just think, oh, everybody else is changing around me. That sucks, mm-hmm. but you're, you're part of it. In in a similar way, it's kind of like weight loss, okay. where like you don't really notice weight loss in yourself because like you see yourself in the mirror every day, yeah. and like you feel your body every day, so, and you like, notice all of your imperfections in their worst states. Yeah, so like if you lose ten pounds over like a month or two, you won't really notice because your body changes so subtly every yes. day. Whereas if you see someone and then a couple months later you see them again and they're 10 to 20 pounds lighter you can notice that and you'll be like whoa you've changed so much it's like Meh, i think i look the same because yeah. you just don't notice have and you lost weight 
Uh, I haven't weighed myself. <laughs> nice. Okay. I thought this was like a subtle, like, no. Warren, notice me. No. That's another thing I've noticed is that I've been way less active because mm-hmm. now not only am I living in a small town where everything's close by, I also have a car because yeah. I live in a rural community. You need a car, especially for my job. I have to go around and interview people yeah. and I have, to, I have to hop in the car and go there. Yeah, you can't spend 45 minutes walking there if it's... No important no i do have a bike that i use over the summer yeah which is great and i have considered getting like a winter beater bike because mm-hmm. i don't take out my bike in the winter just be, not because i can't handle it but just because salt will like just yeah. eat away at your chain it's a nightmare so i thought about getting like a winter beater bike like yeah. people have like winter beater cars um just so that i can still bike around and be active yeah. and then it doesn't matter when it gets destroyed yeah it, it lasts until it lasts. cost me 10 bucks on craigslist although yeah. we don't have craigslist um Kijiji. yeah Facebook Marketplace. We do. There is a lot of Facebook Marketplace, so mm-hmm. I guess that could work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you, I assume you get a lot of snow up there. We do. Actually, on New Year's, we got 15 centimeters. Jeez. And I'm sure there was a decent amount on the ground already before then. And there's probably, probably already going to be more since before I... Or there's going to be more on the ground by the time I get back up there. Probably. So I imagine I'll be driving up into a winter wonderland, but... Yeah. I'm excited because I, I do like the winter and I do like snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's a lot of people, especially around this generation, it seems, that are very anti-winter. But I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a nice contrast because it, there's certain things you can do in the winter that you can't do in the summer and vice yeah. versa. My brother just got me a ice fishing rod for my oh. birthday because I've never gone ice fishing before and I'm really excited to try that. One, the, the uh, production manager where I work is like a big fisherman and he has some, he has an online presence, mm-hmm. uh, like making fishing videos and stuff. And they've That's got actually fun. a decent following. And so he's said that he could take me out. And so I'm really oh, looking forward go. to that. He just got like this huge snowmobile that you can basically like haul around logs with. Like it's, it's, oh. it's, it's a machine. Yeah. So I'll probably get to go ride on that at some point and... I also, I also want to, I also want to figure out skating because I'm really bad at skating. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't gone skating in 15 years yeah. probably, and I sucked back then. And I, I would hate to imagine what I'm like yeah. now. But theoretically, because I live pretty close to the water, and my mm-hmm. office is just across from the water, right downtown. Right. So I could theoretically skate to work. Although the downtown doesn't freeze in the winter, which might be a problem. But I could theoretically skate to work. If it gets really cold, it, it, might, it, cold it might freeze a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say moving to like a completely new location where you have no connections has like how would you say that this experience has changed maybe your mindset or like where you see your life going? Like, do you see yourself moving a lot? Or do you think, like, that was a lot. I can't handle this. I'd rather just stay at home. One perception that really changed was I thought that it was going to be a lot easier to make friends mm-hmm. and make those connections. Because I'm a pretty, a fairly outgoing person. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm still, like, an introvert at heart. But I do have a lot of extroverted qualities about yeah. me. And so I thought, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll just throw myself out there and make some new friends. But it's... Uh-huh. It's been very much the opposite, and I'm starting to get more comfortable now where I'm living, mm-hmm. and so that's probably going to help me start moving into that direction. Right. But yeah, it's been that that was that was kind of a wake up call. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to, although I think people tend to underestimate their abilities. I think we are also can be as guilty for overestimating our abilities. Sure. Yeah. And thinking like, oh yeah, it's no problem. I could just do that nice and easy and then it's like oh wait that's actually a little trickier yeah. than I thought so that uh, that was something that I learned for sure but mm-hmm. I've definitely fallen in love with the place I'm living and I thought I've been thinking that I would love to maybe even retire there someday mm-hmm. I know that seems strange a 22 year old thinking about yeah. retirement but <laughs> especially a millennial 22 year old we're not going to get to retire we're not even millennials are we Gen Z? yeah okay but I've, I've, I've been starting to think about, I, basically, I'm really, really happy with where I'm working mm-hmm. and where I'm living. I love it. But I, I think I'm more of a broadcaster at heart. Right. And so I'm working for a newspaper. And they've been really supportive. And they bought me a video camera just recently. I'm, we're getting a mic kit as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be able to do some like, like hardcore video work for them. Right. I don't have a ton of time in addition to my regular schedule. But yeah. I'll, I'll do it when I can. Anyways... So because it's not exactly what I'm hoping to do, it's not a forever home for me, and I know that. Right. But I've been thinking about 
coming back someday when I have a little bit more flexibility. Like maybe I find a job where I can work from wherever or or I'm traveling most of the time and I just kind of need a generic home base that I can, I can call my home and then Mm -hmm. I'm all over the place. So I've actually been thinking about possibly buying a house. Right. Even though I'm not going to be living there because housing prices are not Toronto. Right. And then what I would want to do is I'd want to get a place that's big enough that I could live in half of it and rent out the other half. Yeah. And so while I'm on the, on the island, I could make a little bit of rental income, help pay down the mortgage. Yeah. And then when I move away, I could hold on to the place and just rent out the whole thing. Yeah, rent out both sides. And ideally, I would get a place on the water because then I would have a lot easier time renting it. And I could yeah. also, you know, command a little higher price. Yeah. Mind you, that prices are two to three times more on the water than they would be in town. Mm-hmm. But for context, a tiny, tiny one-bedroom house right in the heart of my town sold this fall for 94000 Wow. Yeah. Not even six figures. Not even six five figures. Five figures. That's the only one I've seen that was, like, livable for mm-hmm. five figures. Um, houses are usually around, like, one to two, like, in, in right. that spectrum. And then if you're looking at the water, you're looking, like, 250 to four, depending on how big, how nice, okay. how new. Yeah. Um, so, obviously... That's kind of out of my range, but if I can find just like a kind of kind of crummy waterfront place and maybe mm-hmm. put a little bit of effort into fixing it up and renting it out, then who knows? At least I'll have a piece of property at the end of the day. And yeah, even if sure. I don't keep the house, then I could, when I'm ready to settle down someday, I can knock it's, her down and yeah. build my dream home. Yeah, when you have millions upon millions of dollars from your... Uh, Uber famous podcast on the Thunderdog. Yeah, radio network. I, I, I think any I think anybody going into journalism with the plan of making millions and millions of dollars needs to seriously realize how wrong they are. Yeah, yeah. There's not exactly too many superstar journalists. No. anymore. If you're Peter Mansbridge, you can you can pull in a decent wage. But yeah. if you're not Peter Mansbridge, so literally everyone else, yeah, it's not not really gonna happen. Yeah, it's probably livable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, you, you're you're living a modest lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You maybe have a five year old car if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any other part of moving that impacted your life? I would say that moving started to it encouraged me to start thinking about the longer term. Mm-hmm. I've recently decided that 2019 is going to be. A year where I'm going to have to start making some serious moves towards my future because right. I, I I do understand that it's not like a forever place for me. Yeah. So I've already kind of come up with four possibilities of what happens at the end of 2019. Right. And so like one of them would be just be continuing on with the newspaper, even though it's not entirely my bag. But mm-hmm. like the people I work with are great, and I love the place, and so it's not terrible. And I get to do some some cool stuff that yeah. I really like. And then I have other things like take a job in Saskatchewan or exploit contacts at CBC and hope that I can get in somewhere. Yeah. The same thing with TVO. I kind of mm. like public broadcasting, if you couldn't yeah. tell. <laughs> but um, so I, I've, I've just started thinking about my next steps. And I know that because I set a date in the future mm-hmm. that allows me to be present and allow, allows right. me to just live these next few months or the next year as best as I can, just, just doing my thing. And yeah. just, and then that way it's kind of, it gives me a few things to choose from. So it's kind of starting the decision-making process, but mm-hmm. it's saying you don't need to choose a definitive direction right away. Yeah. Have you ever considered making any of those kind of like possible things for like setting a date for yourself and um, then moving forward? Yeah. I mean, earlier in 2018, like, my girlfriend and I had kind of set the date of like after the summer's over, that's when we'll move. Um, so we were looking lightly at like apartments throughout the summer. And then once September hit, that's when the serious stuff started happening. And we had a place, we lost it and it sucked ass. Um, but like we were committed to that, like find something by October and we did. And now we're here and it's lovely. I, I do like to have options, whether that's like something major or more minor, where it's like move to a new place, continue with every other aspect of your life as per usual, or whether it's 
pick up everything, move to Vancouver, and become a heroin addict. Probably not that part. I hope not, yeah. (laughs) So I want to make sure that I'm doing everything right, even though I don't necessarily know what right is, I guess, is the the biggest problem. And then also just like, you know, being happy. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, anything still scare you? I just worry about making the right step forward. Right. Because there's a lot of ways I could go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times choosing where to set my feet down next could have larger implications. Such oh, as if I decide to take a job that's not as based around hard reporting, like hard news reporting. And it's more like kind of just doing like light hearted feature content Mm, fluff stuff will i ever be taken seriously as a journalist right will i ever want to move back into journalism if i make that decision if i decide to try to buy a house will i be able to find anybody to rent it will i have tenants that Mm -hmm. burn the place down will i i really hope not yeah like there's just a lot of unknowns in the next steps but that's Mm -hmm. i guess that's kind of what everybody's journeys through life are because nobody has it figured out. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is like, no, everybody's just kind of bumbling from one situation to another. And yeah. some of them are good at pretending like they have it going on. Right. And some, and a lot of it's your perception too. Like you might look at people and think like, Oh, they're so happy and they've, they're, they're working in their field, mm-hmm. and they're, but there's just still as scared as you are. Maybe they don't know how to make a mean grilled cheese sandwich and you would Maybe kick not. their ass at that. That's that's a possibility. Uh, very possible. Yeah. Like, I think, like, not to keep going back to previous Minimum Musing episodes. But no, please do. Like, episode one was called, like, how do I take the first steps if I don't know where I'm going? Yeah. It, it's so hard to be, like, to try to find a final destination um, or even, like, a destination for five years down the road. Like, how do I know that that's the right spot? And then if I take steps in that direction like i'm committed there's no going back in time like am i am i screwing myself over by taking steps towards a when i should be going towards b it's it's tough but like like you said everyone is doing the same same stuff like you have the perception as a kid that adults have it figured out and then like as a college student, you're like, I'll figure it out when I'm out of school. But is there really any figuring it out? Or is the just figuring it out, figuring out what works right now? Right? Like, I, do my parents have it figured out? Or are they still worried about things? I guarantee they're still worried about things because Absolutely. things always pop up. Like, life doesn't tend to go smoothly. Like, things happen, right? So... It's it's a matter of accepting that you don't know how it works, but you're doing your darndest to figure it out. Yeah. And there might never be figuring it out. There's just figuring it out for now. I've found in recent years that I've really... When it comes to philosophies and ways that you live your life, mm-hmm. it's been said by somebody I don't know that's a strange passive voice sentence Um, I've heard before that when it comes to philosophy you don't necessarily find a philosophy that is like oh that's cool I should be like that you kind of find a philosophy that naturally speaks to you and kind of the way that your mind already works and then you just learn to live with that in that kind of fashion Mm -hmm. and recent years I've been doing some like soul searching and trying to find Mm -hmm. I guess just a way of thinking or a more structured way of thinking that I could kind of rely on to help mm-hmm. guide my life and I stumbled across stoicism okay and I am not like a full-blown stoic like right I, like the stereotype that you might see but I find a lot of really powerful wisdom in some of their writings and when mm. you were talking about not knowing how to make the first step that's why I was fiddling around on my phone because uh-huh. it reminded me of a quote and I had to find it because I I wanted to uh, I wanted to quote it accurately okay and um these are people that lived centuries ago, so they're going to use man. Okay. It's not 2019. Yeah. They weren't um, woke. No, no. They were very much sleeping. I don't I know. Guess. I don't know what the opposite of woke is. Uh, anyways, uh, this is a quote from Seneca, and it says, When a man does not know what harbor he's making for, 
no wind is the right wind. That means that yeah. there is no right step to be taking. Right. Because that means when you're, you don't know what port you're trying to get to. Yeah. Take any wind you can get. You'll land somewhere and mm-hmm. you'll just, you'll, you'll figure it out from there. To quote a primary school teacher's wall. Amazing. Shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. What grade was that? I don't know. Probably like four. That was grade eight for me. Oh, yeah. Um, any final wisdom? If someone, someone is looking to move to a brand new place, they don't know anyone there, but they might have a job lined up. Like Any, any wisdom you can impart on them? You can always figure out the details later. Things often don't line up exactly with how you build them up in mm-hmm. your mind. And there were some aspects of living in this small town on a deserted island, <laughs> not actually, but <laughs> this remote island, that I thought would be just wonderful. And then there's other things that I maybe hadn't considered before. Mm. And so I'd say just if you're thinking about making a change and you think that there's even the slightest chance that it could bring some positivity to your life, just go for it because you really don't have anything to lose because otherwise you're just going to be sitting and you'll eventually fall into a rut mm-hmm. and you'll be too afraid at a certain point to make any steps forward. So yeah. even if it's not a huge jump, just keep trying to move forward and, and you'll find yourself eventually. Mm-hmm. You'll always find a way. So that was episode nine of Minette Musing. Warren's a really interesting, introspective person. So chatting with him really gave a lot of insight into why he moved, why anyone would move, and also just about being thoughtful about the future. He's asked me to not share too much private information about him, but if you know me, then you know him and no reach out to him give him a shout and see how he's doing because i know he'll appreciate it way up in the boonies of ontario i think it's very telling how similar this episode is to the first episode of midnight musing and yet how opposite it is as well but we'll dive deeper into that on the finale of midnight musing which comes out in two weeks I'm hoping that it'll really be a retrospective on the whole show and how there was a bit of an arc in me and my my outlook. So it's just going to be me next episode chatting with you guys in the cover of Midnight. And I hope you'll join me. So if you want updates in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Midnight Musing or the network on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Thunderdog Radio. So for the second last time, I'll say this is the end, and I'll see you next midnight. Thanks for listening. That was a Thunderdog podcast.